Hey, you guys, welcome to episode 26 of Defy the Norm. Today, I'm sitting down with Isabel and Gabby, and we're going to share what the last two weeks of rock climbing has been like for us. You know, for us, rock climbing is kind of a metaphor for life. And, you know, for us, it's our purpose and passion to be out exploring the outdoors. And so I think you'll like uh, the insight and just the reflection we had on these last 14 days. Rock climbing's really been a central focus for us for um, not only our adventure, but just, you know, trying to understand, you know, even the deeper meanings of life, as crazy as that seems. So I hope you enjoy hearing from Gabby and Isabel's point of view and see their perspective in this, you know, crazy adventure we're undertaking because I can ramble for days and days about how great it is and how different it is and how it's so easy to live outside the box and unapologetically and question everything but then to hear their side of the story and hear their perspective and insights i think it really um, brings a lot to the table and so i really hope you enjoy this episode to inspire you to boldly and unapologetically live outside the box dream big and question everything. This is the Defy the Norm podcast with nomads with a purpose. Welcome. All right, so we don't do this on our Nomads YouTube very often, uh, but the three of us go together all the time, every day on Making Mindfulness Fun YouTube. And so we thought we would share some stories over here in case you're not following us. You should be subscribed to us on both channels. But if you're not subscribed yet to Making Mindfulness Fun, we thought we'd come over here to Nomads and share with you um, some of our adventures from the last two weeks. and. Kind of a, some insight into uh, why why we travel the way we do because we really do travel kind of weird. In fact, I don't know anybody who travels uh, with their family in search of like literally flow state. Like we, when we're living in San Diego, we lived there because we could go surf most days. And then when we couldn't live in San Diego anymore, we kind of found ourselves in this spot of like, oh man, where where's our flow state? Where are we? Where are we finding um, that purpose and pushing ourselves in our in growth? And so today we're going to share about what uh, our last experience this last week. We went rock climbing in City of Rocks and it's been a really don't you think it's been a cool year? Oh, definitely for sure. And I was going to say, I don't know if I'm going too off topic too quick saying this, but not only do we travel weird because, you know, the whole flow state thing, that's weird enough. But we drove all the way to Utah and then he said, you know what, why don't we just hop over? to Wyoming and just make a 360, a 180 turn the, in the other direction. So that, that's not no, weird. No, in fact, because we left Polson, we had to drop Victor off. Where did we drop him? Salt, Salt Lake City. City. Oh yeah, we dropped him in Salt Lake and we were kind of like, we're always chasing the weather. We're, we're like looking and like, oh, St. George, well, it's bad weather tomorrow. It was bad weather everywhere that next day. But Capitol Reef doesn't look like it's gonna be too bad. So that's why we ended up in Capitol Reef. Yeah, and then what did we do in Capitol Reef? We did a hike, that was really pretty. It was nice, you saw our last, that was our last video I think that we published, right? Yep, there was a super cool reel on it too that we did on our Instagram, you should check it out. She did it awesome. (laughs) And then after that we went to, okay, so I think the reason we went to Capitol Reef is because we're like, okay, 
This is our best chance to go to Moab. We've always said we should just go to Moab. It's just like everyone it. loves Moab. We should just do it. We should go for it. Um, and we're like, well, Capitol Reef is on the way. And Moab weather isn't there today, but tomorrow it will be. So we'll stop at Capitol Reef. And, and then, then we went to Moab and we're like, let's go to Arches. <laughs> well, we don't, we've tried Moab so many times and every single time we last a day. Barely, not even a day most of the time, huh? Like half a day. And we're like, yeah, I've had enough of Moab. We are weird. We're like one of the only people I think that doesn't love Moab. If you're one of those people though, leave a comment below so you can like join our tribe. Well, but that's of... that's why we actually have two YouTubes because on this YouTube we can't oh. leave comments. I know. So it's leave such a, a bummer. A spiritual a ascension. <laughs> Just give us a download from the universe. Like telepathically. So we're like finally I'm like, I just need to go to Moab one more time. I gotta give it another chance. <clears throat> and so we go and I and we had driven a lot already. We had driven from Polson to Salt Lake to Capitol Reef. We were kind of tired when we finally pulled into Moab. And we started with rock climbing because I really want to, quite honestly, between you and me, like I'm horrible at rock climbing, but Gabby's amazing. So I always want to, as a mom, like make sure I get Gabby's fill of, of flow state and get her get her fix in it. And, uh, and so I was like, we got to climb first. We got to go do the climb because if something happens, I'll feel so guilty. That mom guilt. If we have to leave Moab and she didn't get to climb. So we get there and you're kind of tired. And yes, I think I like overall didn't want to climb that day uh, when we got there. But I was like, oh, we've talked so long about going to Moab. And on the other hand, I was like, I never know when mom's going to just pull the trigger and say, oh, we'll just leave there. I was like, I just got to try it just to know because we always talk about Potash Road. Like Mo Potash Road is supposed to be such good climbing. And we did one route and I was like, no. I do not like this at all. Like zero. It was way sandbags. It, it was totally like, sandbagged. So one, it's sandstone, but I don't think all sandstone is sandbagged, although I'm pretty sure that's where the name comes from, I realize now. Um, and it was, it was supposed to be a 510A. And the first bolt, thankfully the people next to us had a stick clip because the first bolt was probably like 20 to 30 feet off it the ground. Yeah. And it wasn't even an easy move to get up there. It was really, really hard. So we got the stick clip up. And then getting past, the, I couldn't get past the first bolt. We tried, I mean, I tried a couple times. It was the gnarliest climb we've ever done. We are on tiny little one millimeter um, fingertip holds. And then on top of that, you know, you can get by on that usually if you've got good feet or sticky rock. And I guess some people can trust sandstone better, but I'm not there yet. So let me give a real quick overview in case you don't know anything about rock climbing and you think, oh my goodness, it's so dangerous. Robin, why do you let your daughters do this? I can't believe it. Big thing with rock climbing is we do mostly, well, we do only sport rock climbing. So there's always bolts in the wall. And some of the bolts typically are about a body length apart. Okay, if you're really tall, they're within a body length, head to toe. If you're a bit on the shorter side, it might be a really big reach, but you get up to a bolt, you clip in, you have your harness, you have a belayer, so you're safe when you're at your bolt. You are not fully safe when you climb above that. You have the risk of falling. You only fall pretty much twice the distance of your rope. So if I go up five feet above my bolt and then I fall, I fall 10 feet plus a little bit of a stretch. So I might fall 12. If my belayer's not paying attention, I might fall 15 feet. Well, for the most part, that's not a big fall and you get you get comfortable. But all of a sudden you get a run out, let's say they're ten, the bolts are end up being 10 feet apart. 
if you're nine feet out and aren't, aren't able to make that clip, you're gonna fall 18 to maybe up to 25 feet. That's a big fall. So what we're talking about in this video is a lot of like risk analysis. And um, that's why we called this, this video, um, you know, is rock climbing a metaphor for how we need to be living our life? Risk assessment. And uh, obviously, I think so. I think it's a pretty amazing thing that we experience this week. And uh, it's not common. Like what goes on through our mind in that risk assessment is probably uh, a really great skill set to have right now when you're trying to assess risk in the world. Yeah, I think we should also talk about too, not only is risk assessment for us on the wall, but also when we decided to head to Wyoming, there was a risk assessment that led oh. to a very fun road in this in the RV. Yeah, so what, would, what happened, we got to Moab, Gabby climbed, she came down off what, which is really rare for her to come down off of a climb, but she still did a couple other pretty, pretty amazing climbs. This is typical. She leads everything. Um, we don't. We're, and, <laughs> we're lazy. Right? We're, we're supporting. And we, we're just not, we're, we don't quite have the same skill set. We, we do lead some stuff, but we just some don't stuff. lead the hard stuff she likes. <laughs> and it, Gabby did a couple. And usually what happens is Isabel and I are on the wall top roping it after. We're like, I don't know how you did this. I can't believe you and did yeah, this. Right. What, what even? I but, like, so once Gabby puts all the ropes up, then we just tie in and the rope, we don't have a risk of falling. Now, on this trip, Isabel and I did make big steps towards leading more things, so that was cool. But that's not what we're talking about. Well, we can, but not yet. We're in Moab. Gotta go in order. <laughs> we go to Potash Road. And then, this is the morning. We get there at like 10 in the morning. We climb for a couple hours. Gabby's like, okay, I've had enough. This is just not that fun. So we go, oh, let's run into Arches real quick. And... We haven't done a hike in Arches for a while. And yeah. so we get there. It's 4.35 p.m. Yeah. It takes a long time to get all the way to the hikes in the back. But we end up finding, we scored a great hike. Mm -hmm. Don't you I think? I don't even know what we did. Um, um, o, double O arch. Yeah, double O arch. That's it. It was fun because something. it's like a very popular hike to landscape arch. But then you just keep going and they make it sound scary. Like you have to find trail navigation and it's off trail and it's so it scary. Was, it's not it's not a hard hike if you're it's they have to say that because it's national park and you get those people who have never hiked in their life before at national park. i mean maybe don't take your two-year-old but it wasn't that it wasn't that bad it was actually really 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 windy and you know tati's so scared and nervous about everything and it was i mean we were walking a, a ridge oh, five feet wide maybe wider ten would yeah. it be my body length, yeah? More than my our body length? I don't know about that. But <laughs> it was it was wide enough. You really weren't gonna fall, but like the wind made cool you way. feel like you're gonna fall because those it was that was, good. Yeah, that was a really cool trip. Really. Yeah. So we're walking walking back, and if you follow us, which you will, on making you mindfulness will. fun, we talk a lot about personality types. And one of the things we talk about Enneagram, we talk about the chakras, and we talk about Myers-Briggs. And one of those things is um, how you process information, T-I-T-E. T-I, you put things into boxes. T-E, you're looking at um, more organization of like, what's the bit best efficiency? Well, that's why we travel like that because I'm very T-E driven. So I'm constantly like weighing things out. It makes me kind of an over planner, like, oh, should we go? I'll have like three different road trips planned in my head at any given moment. And we're walking back on that hike and just, we we're supposed to spend another day and go to Canyonlands, and then we we're gonna go maybe to St. George, but we've done St. George so much. It was great, but I didn't wanna go back yet. 
And I sit there, I'm like, you guys, I know we drove a lot, but can we go to Lander, Wyoming? Yeah. And then we're like, what was funny oh, is we were actually supposed to go to Lander first, because that's where we really wanted to go. Um, when we were first heading down towards Salt Lake, we had to go to Salt Lake anyway to drop our dad off at the, at the airport. But we were planning on going to Lander. The problem was that at the last minute, the weather for Lander said it was supposed to rain a bunch. Yeah. Oh, that was um, And of course, you know, the weather report throws off our plans so often because usually it ends up being correct on the first report. If you look 10 days out, it's almost always correct. And then as it gets closer to that, whatever, 10 they days like out. We're correct and like say it's going to be the opposite anyway. We, we were like we really, mastered this. Yes, we study it so we much. Study the weather too much. Yeah, study. <laughs> but we went to land. I think we were no, we were more than excited to go to Lander. I think so we I were felt more that, like yes, please, let's go. But to it was Lander. it was like a six hour drive. No, it was gonna be like an eight hour drive, huh? Probably it was gonna be a long drive. I felt bad about that. I'm like, oh, you guys, it's long, but do you mind? There, yeah, it's okay. So we get through. It was a really steep pass, like just to get to the Colorado Wyoming border before we that even was got a to surprising road. I had no road. idea. <laughs> yeah. And it was dark and we're driving. And so we, um, we get over that first pass, whatever pass it is. And then we found like a little rest area really, it was like a trailhead to sleep at. And I woke up at four in the morning and I knew that there was a rain supposed to come through that day. And I kind of looked at my phone, I'm like, okay, it doesn't say it's, it's raining or snowing yet. And I had this moment where I could go over flaming gorge or take like a 30 mile detour and go around it. And I've never seen Flaming Gorge. So I was like, oh, it sounds kind of cool. And they were still asleep. I'm like, I think I'm just, you were saying? Well, I was just, no, I was gonna say that, you know that scene in RV, the movie RV, where they say there's like what, El Diablo Pass yeah. or something? It's literally what I was like. like Hmm. If I was awake when she cried, I definitely would have said not to go that way. Because there's the a lot before, of rain we in the forecast. Like, we were like, oh yeah, we should take the other way. Just because Momo's so slow going over mountain passes, this wasn't even considering weather. We're just like, yeah, Momo's slow. Why would we take the... It's significantly yes. slower for us to go over grades. And then she's like, had that... that uh, well, that let's say just her shoulder, shoulder that was like... Ooh, I wonder. Yeah. We can like I didn't say my TE efficiency was like the most logical. It's definitely curiosity driven. Yeah. She knows all the logic and will come up with like the most logical answer of all the three billion possibilities. But in the end, she'll always end up going with her gut. This happens a lot where she's like, okay, the logical answer is to do this. And then we're like, okay. And then, then five, like the next morning she's like, so I just booked us a plane ticket to Europe, and then we're gonna go to Costa Rica after, and then I just I just booked it. I just did. By the way, we're getting a jacuzzi too. <laughs> we need to. Yeah. Um, back to the point. So we we go. We're going up Flaming Gorge. I literally have never driven it, so I was kind of, I was curious. I didn't know how high. A lot of passes, especially you know Colorado, it's like straight up Vail Pass, straight down. If you've ever gone to Ten Sleep, Wyoming, you know you go up the pass from Ten Sleep, and this it's kind of plateaus for like an hour before you drop real quick back down into Buffalo. Buffalo, yeah. And this was good, kind of the same thing, but I didn't know. So as I'm climbing, it's like, oh, oh snow flurries. It's kind of cute. Mm -hmm. Oh, look, it's kind of white on the side, you guys. Isn't this nice? And then all of a sudden you're just like still climbing and just so much snow on the We road. were climbing for like one to two hours. It was so long. It was so long. And then we got to the point where you get to the top and we're driving through snow. 
We don't have chains. Through. We've never bought chains for Momo. We probably should. If you guys yes. follow us on Instagram, you can see the behind the scenes of what the road actually looked like. It was gnarly. And then the good thing, though, is when we were in Capitol Reef, we like to travel with very little water in the holding tank so that we stay more fuel efficient because it probably saves us a whole half a half a mile. <laughs> yeah, it probably doesn't do much, but we are trying to do an efficient thing. But at that point, I was... I knew that when you're in Moab and that whole area around there, there's tons of free camping, but sometimes it's hard to find water and to dump and fill and stuff like that. So I had preemptively filled our water tank halfway. I think that made all the difference. When we went over and driving in the snow, we had so much weight on those dually tires because that's where our water like tank Like it held is. us into the snow. We're saying it was a good... Yeah, yeah, like if we had had our truck, it would have been sliding so much, but it was like way down. So as crazy as it, it was, it was crazy, but you know, it felt... it. I'm used to driving that thing. It felt fine. I didn't really have to And it was beautiful for it the really most was. part. There was a super cool bridge at one point that we drove the dam over. Yeah. yeah, that was cool. So, okay. Interaction yeah. curiosity. Then. So let's talk real quick about climbing and Lander because, Gabby, oh, I love Lander too. Lander's but. the best. Like, <laughs> of all the places, I feel like if I had to live somewhere, I'd want to live in Lander. <laughs> Lander so nice has there. climbing year-round, which is pretty incredible to think that um, you know, land is in the middle of Wyoming, and Wyoming is home of harsh weather, harsh winds. So it's kind of hard to believe that it's one of the best places in the world to climb in the wintertime. And it's because um, in Lander, you have two big climbing areas. you got a lot of little ones too, but you've got Wild Iris, which is up on South Pass. And it's probably two, if not 3,000 feet above Lander. And you can't climb there until June. In fact, I think one time we went there, like, June I think if you see another second or yeah. something, we were, and it was snowing on June was 2nd. It even, yeah. It was, was it the end of June? I don't know. You have to look. It, that, it, it, it might have been. It might have been. Crazy. But Sinks, on the other hand, it's not much lower, but it's in this exposed, um, super sunny canyon. So you can climb there in the wintertime. Um, even if it's cold in town, the sun just it keeps the rock re relatively warm. Yeah, because it's so, a canyon, but you still have to climb up into the canyon, but yeah. it's not nearly as high as Wild Iris. It's really crazy mm -hmm. that it does, because logically it doesn't make any sense. Anyways, spring is probably the best time to climb Insects Canyon because it's warm, but there's not that much bad weather. We scored absolutely perfect weather. It's, and um, the rock at Sinks Canyon is dolomite limestone, which is like our favorite type of rock. It's it doesn't real massive. And the bolting is really yes, safe. They have well like protected. super good, like they have rules. And if you're developing new routes, that the bolts have to be tightly bolted and they can't have too high of first bolts, which is super mm -hmm. sketchy in some areas like City of Rocks, which we'll talk about. Yeah. But and it, it overall, it was, it's just In so fact, I'm being, just going to say, I actually took a fall in sinks. It was pretty exciting. I don't, I don't usually Face allow myself to, to do that. She but. used to be our, our, the rope gun who would like climb everything. And I wasn't really into climbing for a while. Um, and then she took some pretty gnarly falls in Europe. And then she was like scared to fall after that. Yeah. And it's, it's amazing because you, um, I like to support, uh, Gabby's as a type three, like you said, we talked about this on making mindfulness fun. Um, as a type three, you want to be the achiever. So it's just naturally been Whereas I, I'm the challenger. I used to challenge myself, but now because I'll like defer to, well, I want her to have this achievement. And now the, the gap's grown so much that I'm like, well, why would you have me lead something? I can't even lead anything that's going to be fun for you. So it, it was something that for the last couple of years, I kind of let that slide and I didn't push myself. And then I've been doing her uh, Flow State Warriors course. 
and getting in the right mindset. And I don't know, on this trip, I just woke up and finally I was like, you know what? I'm tired of being scared of climbing. I'm just gonna climb and like take some falls and I don't have to. Uh, another thing when you rock climb, if you get good, uh, your ego wants you to do special things like send it and not just climb it, but you have to climb it without, without taking, with meaning like same. resting where the rope holds you or without falling. And so that adds a whole another level. And, and then on top of that, yeah. on top of that, we have different types of sends because it's not enough to just climb the route perfectly clean. There's different types of sends where you climb clean, where you have an onsite, where you know nothing about the route and you're the first person in your group to climb the route. Then you've got flash climbing, which you still send it, but it would be like if you're in a group and someone did it before you and tells you like, yeah, there's a good foothold right there. And like tells you the secret beta that you had to figure out yourself if you were the onsider. And on top of it, you have the red point send, which is if you've been trying it multiple times and you've messed up and then it's like your second or third attempt at it. So it's crazy, crazy. And so I had to let myself finally just be like, it's okay. I like, I don't have to send it. I really don't care if I send it yet. Maybe eventually I will, but I needed to just engage like with step A. And you know, as, um, as I try to like work on empowerment with other people in certain aspects of their life, I realized, okay, well, I had to do the same thing with myself in this instance. Normally for most things, like I don't mind driving down a dirt road. I don't mind saying, yeah, let's, let's try blank. Let's go for it. Let's, let's see what happens. But in the climbing, it was really hard because uh, the challenge was so big. I basically blocked it out of my mind because I'm like, well, I, if I can't send it clean, I shouldn't even try. And instead I'm like, no, like, let me just go up two bolts. If I go up two bolts and then I hate it, I can come down. Well, go she three. Has, like the awesome thing now of like, oh, she can't do it. There's always like, well, Gabby can do it if I yeah, can. Yeah, yeah, right. The safety of that. She's got backup. <laughs> so we had an amazing time in Lander, and then from Lander, real quick highlight: we drove, uh, we went to City of Rocks, but on the way we stopped at Bear Lake. If you've ever been to Bear Lake, I thought you were going to say Fossil. Oh yeah, Fossil View was disappointing, by the way. Oh yeah. Bear Lake is like the color of. Okay, we're going to defy the norm. Yeah, you see all the cool. Um. It's like the color of her sweatshirt. I was wondering why you're funny at me. I'm like, is there like a bug on me or something? <laughs> and it was a beautiful campground. It's a really amazing campground. I would love to. It was a little cold. We were there on a rainy day, which was the only bummer. But we did get one night of pretty skies. I can't imagine how nice it probably is when you can like you know, sit yeah. on the beach when it's um, like sunny. Really sunny. And then we climbed Logan Canyon, which was also just for half a day. We did the hike to the wind cave and climbed in Logan just to, you know, keep, keep, a, keep in shape so we don't yeah. get soft. And then and we went to City of Rocks. And if you don't know what City of Rocks is, City of Rocks is in Idaho. And you basically drive down this dirt road in the middle of Idaho for, what, 15 miles? It's maybe not that far, but well, it depends on which way you Google go. Maps tried to take us across 26 miles of dirt road and luckily after a mile I did not use curiosity I said like I don't think this is I think it'll be longer but let's take the long way instead of the bumpy road where our motorhome sound like it was gonna fall apart but <laughs> but yeah once we get once you come in from the Malta side mm -hmm. uh, it's about it's maybe five to ten miles dirt road is. so it's you're in the middle of Idaho you're in the middle of yeah. Idaho yeah. you drive down a dirt road and all of a sudden you're in this huge almost uh fort rocky area that's why they call it city of rocks where there's these just massive boulders in this it's almost like a valley and these massive boulders everywhere and this huge 
free camping area with tons of people there. Now, not tons because it was still spring. It was pretty empty for, for the middle of Idaho. It's quite a few people to be surrounded by these boulders. Yeah. <laughs> it is really cool because the campsites are like tucked right next to the climbs or right next to the trails to the climbs because the rocks are kind of spread out. And we'd been there once before, but Gabby wasn't leading at the time, only me. So we are limited by my incapabilities. And so we, uh, it was really nice to go back. We scored, gosh, should I tell them which camp number it is? Cause it's the best. I think oh, we had the best, best campsite. campsite. I don't even exactly remember what number it was. Was it 26 or 46? <laughs> 46. 46. It was 46. 26 so was the night before. Yeah. yeah, that's right. 46 was awesome because you're right next to Bath Rock. You're next to like all the trailheads and, and the Bath Rock in your backyard. But you're separate, like you're kind of private. And yeah, it was it was great camping. The weather was awesome. The weather was amazing. It was and, crazy actually because the first day we got there, it was a little cold to climb. Like we, our fingertips were cold the, the first day we were climbing. The second day, it was probably perfect. It was borderline hot at one point, but not really. And then the last day, I think it went up about eight to 10 degrees every day. And so by the last day, it was like 70 plus degrees. So we got so sunburned. Our shoulders are <laughs> peely. I know. We should wear sunscreen, but you know what they put in sunscreen? We should wear a hoodie instead to find the norm hoodie. <laughs> but it was amazing because City of Rocks has really good climbing, but they also have such a diversity in climbing that we can tell you about from our last day because the last day we decided to climb, what was it called? Tahitian Rock? Was that what that one was? That was no. the first day. That was the first day? The last, the last day was called... It's called the, the last one had a Flaming Rock. We went to Flaming Rock. That's right. Yeah. And it's one of the more popular spots to climb. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so we start off our day um, for climbing. We start off on this wall that's apparently a 10A. Now, in my opinion, the grading is just so that you don't are putting yourself in a situation where you will absolutely die. The grading really doesn't transfer over sometimes to different types of styles and different routes because we're doing this 10A and Gabby was like, comes off of it from leading. She's like, oh, that was hard. And I'm like, okay, Which sure. a 10A is not normally hard for her. And overall for our three days of climbing there, she had her heart set at normally anything in the 10 range. So real quick, then you go 5.5 all the way up to 5.15. Um, most of the time we're climbing like 5.8, 5.9 if it's Isabel and I on lead. Gabby usually warms up on something in the 5.10. Once you get to 5.10, you have an A, a B, a C, and a D. Well, it's a big deal to become a 5.12 climber. In fact, um, this is this is our goal this year. We're going to help be the support team to help Gabby on her Get journey her to 512 to because she's pretty darn close. But she's like, ah, oh, you embarrass me. Um, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. If you are into rock climbing, you know that you've climbed 512. That is hard earned and it's something you should absolutely be proud of. So there's this 511 range that's in the middle between 510, fairly common, unless you have some fears that she of falling like we're working on overcoming. And then you get to 510. A lot of times, once you can climb 510, you have so you many climb, options. Like, this is a statistic. I think you can climb like 70% of routes in the US. I might be, it might be closer to your Okay, 60 to 70% of routes in the US. So right. she had her heart set on these 511s when we got to, you know, when before we got there, she kind of like mapped out, okay, this, I'm gonna do this one, and then this one, and then peak here. And it was really frustrating because the bolts were so were spaced so far that it really messes with your head, because, and it should, because if you're pushing yourself on the 511A or 11B, and you take a fall, you're, you know, there's a good chance you will fall on that hard move, you could get hurt. And so that's 
kind of what we want to talk about in this video, like risk assessment is so important in how, how you absolutely should take the time to calculate it. And if it's a calculated risk that you shouldn't take, you got to be okay coming down or making an adjustment or vice versa. If it's a calculated risk you should take, then, then you absolutely should take it. So we're on the first one. She does a 5A or a 10, 510A. She's like, that was hard. It was weird because so the first route is what we call slab climbing. And slab climbing is where um, anytime you take a new climber out, they'll be surprised about how much that they want big holds for their hands. You don't realize until you actually get on the wall. You want big holds. Um, and when you do a slab climb, it's the opposite. You have no holds, but your feet are really relatively sticky. Um, and it's usually at a lower incline, so you can really press into press into your toes and smear. It's like being a ballerina. Yeah, like and your toes it's and actually smear. like one time we were we were climbing in Squamish. Funny story on the side. Um, we were climbing in Squamish, and Squamish is also a lot of slab climbing. And a lot of times you'll end up getting slab climbing when it's trad climbing, because the trad climbs are in cracks. And then anytime when you typically have that, you often have like flat faces and those flat faces are the sport voltage routes, which are slap. But we were climbing there one time and we're, we're just climbing by ourselves. We were planning on top roping it. I think we did top rope. Did we top rope it? Or was it a leap? No. Yes, it was a top rope route. And we're just climbing there by ourselves. And some random guy just walks up to us and he's, and, he's and he like, starts, starts hanging out us. with us and starts coaching us and, and starts like, and so it says, you gotta drop the heel, drop the heel on the yeah. slab. Yeah, <laughs> and like, so now we have like a running joke anytime we're doing slab when you're climbing, you're like, this is ridiculous. You're the person climbing and you're like complaining and whining. Like, this just is hard. drop your heel, bro. Just drop the just heel. Drop the heel. So, oh yeah. The heel. Just Easy. drop the heel. So anyway, the first it's, route. It's it's a trip because you're like the you want to talk about if you have any root chakra issues, you're probably not gonna find yourself on a rock wall to begin with. <laughs> but like it's hard to to trust that we we're lucky we don't really have that root chakra hang up it's more like it's just gonna like you have to trust the foot and then like you feel like if you slip you're just gonna ah, it's gonna hurt when you scrape your arm on the rock yeah. or anything and i have i have really thin skin but we we climbed it off Fortunately, that one was, was tightly bolted so it compensated for the if it was a run out that would be scary because it had a lot of features if i were to fall it had it would have but it wasn't it was tightly bolted so i could assess the but then the properly. second one was the antithesis of that total antithesis so the second route was um all in the upper body it was an overhanging route but it was really um it had two different sections so it first of all i think it was an 80 foot route right an so. 80 foot route with six bolts and if you calculate that to the map <laughs> that is a pretty solid run out that was probably at least 10 foot run outs between the bolts um and the first bolt was so hard to clip too we had to we have a stick clip where you like stretch it out to reach your first bolt so that way you're protected on the first move and i had to climb and extend the stick clip all the way up to get to it and then we started climbing and it was probably it was the craziest move i've ever seen on an outdoor on an outdoor climbing wall i don't even know how you could explain it, it like, yeah i was like trying to think you know like, you have to basically like touch the wall and then there's no holes for you to grab so you gotta like twist and then step your foot back so you're like rotating it's like a yoga pose and then <laughs> while you're smearing the wall and it's like warrior two it was like a smear step yeah anyway and so at the top you know i got through the first three bolts pretty solid the first the second bolt was was scary but it was okay and then um do you want to say at the top part because you said oh my goodness so then she's climbing and it is jugging now we've done 
in City of Rocks, you either have slab or you have like these really juggy ones that happen to be. Uh, and if you've seen us, you know, upper body stuff kind of plays to our strength. So she had climbed a lot of them, but this rock was really sharp and it was really, if it's a straight face and you take a fall, that's fine. But because it had two sections where the run out was, if she took a fall, she would have some serious injuries. And it all was basically a big ledge and there was like a 20, 20 plus foot run out right there. And it was like, it was solid. I, I, I know there were good holds. I mean, I climbed it after but her the and I was like, potential. The, the potential was so much and I'm not a nervous mom at all. Normally I'm like, you're fine, just go, just go. But I just kept looking like, oh my goodness. One, I'm so glad your dad's not here watching this because he'd be freaking out. Two, huh, if she falls and hits her head or something, where would the nearest hospital be even? And then we're in the middle of Idaho. And then three, quite honestly, my biggest fear is like, oh my gosh, she's made so much progress this year. If she takes a fall, it's going to take her months to like get over the fear and like have to it like, because I know personally all the falls are why it's taking me so long to like build back up. Then I'm just like, please don't fall. Please don't fall. And normally I can watch, but I was like, oh, I, can't, I can't watch, but I got to watch. I can't watch, but I got to watch. <laughs> That is, um, I think the, I don't know, sometimes it's when you're in those situations, you're like, I wouldn't do that again. But at the same time, it's that awesome. sort of risk, which forces you into flow state. I mean, the whole point of my flow state warriors course is to help people enter flow state without having to have such massive risks because of the fact that risk forces you into flow state. So, yeah. so the, fortunately my consciousness was just went straight there and I was like, falling is not an option. And I just powered through it. Um, and that's the, where your risk analysis matters so much because I think, uh, I, I steered at that route for a solid 30 minutes before climbing it, deciding whether my capability compensated for the high risk. And if you, if you feel confident and capable enough, then you're, you can manage the amount of risk. I mean, it's obvious, but, um, I think in the route before that, then, then you have the opposite, but yeah, it was just an interesting head game. And then the opposite of also is that you have to know what's it going to feel like if I don't engage this risk. So do you sit there for a second and think like, wow, I could just walk away, but is it going to bother me that like, I didn't engage, that I didn't try. For me, I know a lot of things that we've done in life in general, whether it's homeschooling, traveling abroad, it's because that feeling like, well, I just want to know what if and and have as much of my skill set ready and have um, think through as many of the, the moves as possible, but, but it would bother me more just wondering, wondering what if. What would it have been like if we created these memories together? What would it have been like if we, you know, explored those areas or <clears throat> sacrificed certain things along the way? So it's kind of cool when she sits there and she'll, she'll analyze it, but also on top of it, you, you get to, you know, you'll get to your bolt and you'll kind of shake out and, and then that's your time to reassess again. That's why you get to that bolt and be like, okay, is it safe for me to go to this next one? Like you're not judging the entire route always at once. At one, you know, you're going to sit there and like go A to B, B to C, C to D, and then think about it. And then as you're climbing, again, you're going to just sit through just that one section. I think in general, if climbing is a metaphor for life, a lot of times we're just looking too broadly. We're not looking at those small section that's right in front of us. I know for parenting and homeschooling, 
Um, a lot of people struggle with like, oh, I don't want to send my kids to school. And they're thinking at the broad spectrum, well, I can't teach algebra when my kid's five years old or something. And you're like, whoa, whoa. like, can, can, you, can you read to them right now? Just start with step A, engage in that first step, and then don't worry about step LMNOP yet. Yeah, and then we did a third route that somehow was another antithesis of the other two. Yes. So it we got like slab, low angle, yeah. overhang, jaggy. Oh, we didn't even say that that second route was super sharp. Like the rocks, the handholds were like yeah. meat grinders. I, mean, I think all of City of Rocks, I mean like multiple times I just scrape my hand up and your hand just starts like bleeding. Because you still have the yeah. scabs on your hand. Okay. But yeah, Third route. route. You, people would be so amazed just by the approach to get to this route because for this wall, the specific climb, it's a little bit higher up on the rock and you can hike up to the majority of it. But then you kind of have to traverse over part of the rock to the left to get to a ledge um, where the climb is. And so- Where the you, climb starts. Where the climb starts, yeah. yes. And so we're walking over with our big rope bag and our stick clip, and you have to climb up this, scramble up uh, this little spot that if you did fall, it would you not would be good. Not, yeah, <laughs> you'd probably die. Um, you not die, just Well, you, okay, true. But anyway- You might. It was, and it wasn't very easy of a, of a scramble too, so I just wanted to mention that because it was definitely a risk assessment just to do You're get right. up to the climb. I'm normally good about letting Jirai and Tati on Twitter, but I did not let them go on that ledge. It was yeah. definitely more risk than I would let them have. So the climb, we had a slab, we had an overhang, now we have a straight up vertical. And this route is um, is one of the referred to as the uber classic of, of City of Rocks because it's been around for a long time. It's one of the best routes i sometimes so now here's the funny thing about classics classics should be like the best of the best but sometimes i think they put the classic there as like a test like this is what city of rocks is made of if you can do this then you're like you you're it's it very, validates you as a climber I think four is ego and all the <laughs> classics so the route is like uh it's got those flakes right these there's these um what would you call it? How did you? It's like call a piece of rock that points outward and from the wall, so it makes like a nice hold to grab. They're like little scales almost. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. It's a so flake. these ones are like that, but they were tiny, 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 maybe a couple millimeters um, um, thick. So they provide for great footholds because of when you climb on your footholds. I have the chair. This is like, this is about the amount of handhold. Exactly. It's black, so you can't see there. It's about like this much of a flake that sticks out. You know, sometimes you get to go like this with your hand. This is when I'm happy. Occasionally, just like the first knuckle. That's right. This I'm was happy. like this, like just, just, just the top of your fingertip. Hold on. It is deceiving because the beginning part, like the first 10, 15 feet, it's all big holds. Like, yeah, this is fun. And then you get to the third ball. Yeah. It's, it's literally like a ballet dance on a rock wall because you're like tiptoeing literally on your tiptoes and your handholds are tiny. They're really just there for balance. You have to push yourself up the wall with your feet. Your hands are just there like to Mission Impossible. Balance. Yeah, totally. Exactly. <laughs> you ever seen Mission Impossible, the scene where he's on the outside of the building? And your hands <laughs> are sticking in the ah! yeah. The irony is that was the one route that I fell on on the whole trip to City Abroad. And it was a 10A, right? And 10A. it was a 10A and it was tightly bolted and I totally didn't expect to fall on that one. Unlike the 10C where I was concerned about falling, the first 
the first 10 day slabs, I was considering falling. I was like, I just fell. That was really surprising, but. It was just so windy and so thin. It had nothing to do with the wind, though. It That's was, true. Yeah. It adds a little bit of fear factor where you're like, oh, it's scary, the sound of the wind, it's gonna push me off the wall, but it's not actually gonna. But, but it's amazing the sense of adaptability because you don't necessarily know what the route is really gonna be like until you actually start climbing. They seem, they were probably from the bottom of the route, mm -hmm. seem, oh, they're just 10 eights. That's what our grading system calls them. Yeah. 10 C maybe for the second one. You actually get on the wall and you're completely engaging a whole different mental process because you're going from what that overhang where you're thinking like, where's my next good hold? Am I gonna pump out? And then the next second you're, you're climbing and you suddenly have to transition to thinking, I have to get up this route with just my feet. Yeah, mm -hmm. it was really amazing. City of Rocks is a pretty cool place. Even if you don't rock climb, I recommend it just to just to even go and camp and hike just to see it. Cause like people would be there um, on a hike and just be mesmerized by watching her climb. And it, it was a really, it was a really uh, introspective trip for us because uh, we have never had a year where we dedicated so much of our life to climbing. And climbing's a really cool thing with kids because like these guys will be happy climbing and then I've got Dry and Tati. Now they're getting older, but when they're young, it's most of the time, it's a somewhat short approach. There's not like when we go to Sinks Canyon, Tati complained a little bit because it was hot and it was like a 10 minute hike uphill. But for the most part, you're hiking for 10 or 15 minutes and then they get to sit down, bring them some snacks. Uh, Tati would read a book sometimes and then they can get on the wall if they want. They don't have a huge yeah. They love just desire. scrambling, especially at City of Rocks. There's so many boulders that if for most people you like you can just scramble them that's what Jariah loved the most is that in site 46 there's a big boulder right at the back of the your site a big one not just like that and you could scramble to the top of it and sit up there he loved that yeah it's a really I mean if your kids aren't used to scrambling always you know start uh with with some cues for them like making them aware of what goes up must come down so when my kids ask me can I can I climb up this? I'm like, well, can you get back down? And as they go up, they know to stop and like think like, okay, is there going to be a handhold? Because a lot of times you go up and it's so much easier. And then you get go down. To come down and you're like, how am I going to do this? There's no handhold here. So rock climbing um, really provides an opportunity to uh, hone in on that skill set of not only risk assessment, but practicing um, putting your kids in a position where they have to be independent thinkers, where they're being capable and um the nice thing too about rock climbing is you have goals like for us when we're climbing you have the bolts okay i want to get to bolt a bolt b and so having something that's an actual goal right now in the world sometimes we just feel like fear like we don't really know what we're afraid well we know what we're afraid of maybe but sometimes we don't and if we extracted the fear we don't know necessarily what the next goal is though you know what I mean? Like, yeah, well, I'm normal. Okay, well, what is normal? Is normal good? Is normal? So it provides an opportunity to question a lot of things, hence defy the norm. Live live outside the box. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what are you supposed to follow this? I know, sorry. <laughs> uh, well, a good finish. I thought it was a good, it was a good opportunity for us to um, show a side that we experience as a family a lot. We have all these moments of self-growth, self-awareness, um, exploring that maybe, you know, not everyone gets in their everyday life and maybe it inspires you this summer to get out there and try rock climbing, you know, go out with a guide the first time and 
get you good know. gear get you, you can we have a blog on the best beginner climbing shoes that you should definitely check out because having good shoes definitely helps especially when you're starting off definitely. and um wild iris is probably one of the best places to climb with families mm -hmm. um i was trying to think i think it is good for beginners too there's that whole right side yes yeah that's mm -hmm. one of the best places and my climbing guide to lander is coming out it should be coming out today actually um, and you can read the blog with the link in the description. We also mm -hmm. have uh, another blog with a list of great climbing places to take kids. We didn't talk about this spot today, but one of our favorite spots to take people when they're new to climbing is Post Falls, mm -hmm. which is on the border of Washington and Idaho. But it, that one's got to be one of the yeah. easiest places Definitely. to take kids. <laughs> well, if you liked though this video and you loved hearing our deep esoteric wisdom of the universe, you should follow us on Making Mindfulness Fun where we're sharing more tips on mindfulness and personality types every day. Awesome. Thanks, you guys. Bye. Bye.